Hi, I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. So uh, there should be no special rules for Novak Djokovic at all. That's Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison speaking last week. Because if he's not vaccinated, he must provide acceptable proof that he cannot be vaccinated for medical reasons. If that evidence is insufficient, then he won't be treated any different to anyone else and he'll be on the next plane home. Well, tennis superstar Novak Djokovic is still in Melbourne, getting ready to play in the Australian Open starting Monday. While fans rejoice, others aren't so sure. Well, he did choose not to be vaccinated and he did choose to come here. Caitlin Thompson is the co-founder of Racket, a media company on the culture of tennis that includes a magazine and podcast. She'll walk us through why Novak Djokovic was detained, what's happened since then, and how the tennis world is reacting. This is The Decibel. Caitlin, thanks for speaking with us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's start with the very basics here. Who is Novak Djokovic? He is arguably the greatest male tennis player we might be ever privileged enough to watch play the game of tennis. He's got 20 grand slams. A lot of people consider that the mark of greatness, how many grand slams an athlete has. And he's currently in a three-way tie for that number with Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer. And Novak Djokovic, a Serbian, is quite a chunk younger than both of them. He's bested both of them in head-to-heads for the past decade especially. And he has won pretty much everything in the pro tennis arena that matters. And he's a really interesting, complicated, and in a lot of cases, controversial guy. He's a fantastically interesting, layered person and the reason we're talking about him now is is not unrelated to a lot of that on and off court greatness and also controversy. Can you explain a little bit what you mean by that? How is he kind of, what's his character like, I guess? He's had a lot of issues with on court behavior prior to the pandemic. He's kind of been known as a bit of a fiery player. Now, fast forward until the U.S. Open a few years ago, one of these on-court outbursts finally caught up with him because he inadvertently, but directly, hit a ball at a lineswoman's throat, causing her to react by clutching her throat and causing him to be instantaneously defaulted. The rules are very, very clear here. But because he's been in this pursuit for Grand Slam titles, and he's very, very outspoken about how much winning and being loved and having the mantle of greatest of all time, at least on the men's side. And I keep saying that because Serena Williams has 23 grand slams, and that's widely considered to be the most and the best ever. But he has, at times, caused himself to to have some problems. And so getting defaulted from the U.S. Open a couple of years ago was really the first moment that I think a lot of people, maybe who don't follow tennis all the time or who are only kind of casually acquainted with the sport, got to know him because it doesn't happen very often Um, where a player gets tossed out of a tournament. When he was competing in the Olympics this year, he ended up losing in a meltdown, threw his racket across the empty stadium, ended up pulling out of a mixed doubles match. Any other athlete would sort of take that as an opportunity to practice really good sportsmanship, and he didn't because he can't. And so it's very hard not to try to place him in a larger body of work, let's say, where he's both on the court unbelievably successful 
but off the court and in terms of his internal psyche, very, very hard to sympathize with. There's a lot of interesting background there to take into our current context. So Djokovic, of course, went to Australia for the Australian Open, uh, which starts next Monday. How important then is this tournament for tennis and then for him in particular? It's hard not to overstate how important it is for him. He has said above anything else, he wants to win more Grand Slam titles than anyone else. This is the Grand Slam where he's had the most success. And so many people think that of the Grand Slams, and there are four, this being the first of the calendar, this is his best chance. So let's get into what happened with with Djokovic then. He was going to Australia for, for the Australian Open, but there was a problem when he went through customs. Can you break it down a little bit? Why did the authorities detain him? During the interview with the authorities, it has now been revealed by reading the transcript that he eventually testifies that he has not been vaccinated. But he says that he meets the requirement to enter the country and get a visa because he has had a recent infection and therefore, theoretically, I guess, is immune. That was the grounds upon which he was told by Tennis Australia, and it seems the Victorian government, where the the event is being held, that that was enough to justify an exemption. Now, the federal government didn't agree to those terms. It seems very clear that they communicated both to the government of Victoria and the Tennis Australia bodies, and those are the, that's the governing body that puts on the tournament, that that wouldn't be enough. So Djokovic gets detained when he, is, when he enters Australia. What happens to him? Where does, where does he get sent? So because he didn't immediately get back on a plane, which to be clear was an option for him, instead he chose to stay and appeal. And by the government decree, where he is required to wait that out, especially because he's unvaccinated, he had to go to this hotel where they have been keeping refugees, many of whom have been there for very long stretches of time, in one case, nine or 10 years. Um, And so he had spent the weekend essentially at the center of multiple political firestorms, where on one hand, you had his camp leaking, that the conditions were bad, that he wasn't able to have access to his vegan chef. You know, he was essentially being held prisoner, even though, again, he was free to leave and go home. While also sort of inadvertently drawing attention to the plight of these refugees who have been essentially kind of forgotten by the Australian government and put into these sort of holding areas for eventual processing, but it's kind of unclear how they're ever supposed to get sort of dealt with. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so Djokovic was in detention, I guess, over this past weekend there. And then on Monday, there was a a hearing. What happened there? Can you walk us through that, Caitlin? Sure. So essentially, his lawyers, his legal team put together a case saying that his visa denial had been incorrect. And All they needed to do to prove that it had been incorrect is not to prove that his visa should have been approved in the first place, but rather that the procedures being followed by the authorities were not applied correctly. And so I don't think it's an incorrect interpretation to say that he got out on a technicality. In the States here, when you're arresting someone, you read them their Miranda rights. I'm sure there's an equivalent in Canadian law where the person being arrested has to be sort of notified of their rights. And if you don't do that, you get your case thrown out because you haven't, uh, you haven't been prosecuted with the full extent of the procedures with your rights respected. I think that's a very similar 
notion to what's happening now. But because that's the result of this hearing, where essentially reams and reams and reams of interview footage was aired, it took place over a couple hours, many people were logging in to watch the live stream of this from around the world, people were live tweeting it, the stream went down a couple of times, the server collapsed. It was not an exaggeration, I think, to say that it certainly occupied the center space of the tennis galaxy there for several hours, but that's not necessarily the end of the story. So on Monday, Djokovic's family in Serbia held their own press conference, and they had some pretty strong words to describe what was going on. What did they say? And I guess what what stood out to you about what they said? I was not surprised by the tone of vindication that his parents and his brother um, sort of had about the case. They did not treat this like a technicality. They treated like an open and shut victory for the Djokovic's. Um, You know, in days past, Djokovic's father has called him Spartacus and compared him to Jesus nailed to the cross. What struck out to me is that somebody actually asked Novak Djokovic's brother about some of the problems of the timeline. So aside from this court case, one of the details that has emerged is that Novak Djokovic used a recent positive test to show that he could be eligible for this exemption. And the results were received on December 16th, which make two very interesting problems surface. Number one, the deadline for applying for this exemption was December 10th. So he was almost a full week late in providing evidence. That's neither here nor there, really, but it's interesting. The second problem is that he was seen out and about in Serbia, going to a number of charity events, going to a photo shoot for L'Equipe, doing a whole bunch of stuff out in the world that were he to have received a positive test, and he has testified that he did and had, um, he was actually in violation of Serbian law, where it's illegal to do this, to go out in the world if you've received a positive COVID test. Now, given what I've already described of his status within the country of Serbia, I doubt the president or any lawmakers will be throwing the book at him. I doubt even any journalists would maybe point out that this might be a problem. Um, But it does sort of raise some interesting issues because if, you know, an athlete in the West had a positive COVID test and then was seen for days on end appearing at a bevy of functions, that would be certainly a PR nightmare, if not grounds for, you know, more penalties. There's layers of intrigue here. And (laughs) the reason I bring this up is the press conference last night with Djokovic's family ended. A man and then a woman both asked Novak Djokovic's younger brother, what do you make of the test results being positive and then Novak being out and... Novak Djokovic's brother shuts down the press conference and says... This press conference is adjourned at the moment. Thank you for attention. But it's not hard to imagine that even after this initial back and forth, let's call it, this rally in the Australian court might only be the opening salvo in what to become a multi-stage battle. And this could be the next conversation piece in that battle. Uh, so right now he's in Australia. He's he's been cleared to be in Australia. Uh, is there a chance though that he won't get to play in the tournament still, which starts next week? So there's still some time here. So he's out. He's free to be in Melbourne and to theoretically play the Australian Open. But two hurdles remain. 
Number one, the Australian Foreign Secretary could decide that even though he got off in a technicality, the rules denying his visa still stand and haven't changed, and he could be deported again. And if he's deported again, he theoretically gets a three-year ban from the country of Australia. So that's number one. The second thing that could happen is that he has no further problems with the government, but the investigation into his PCR testing comes back to bite him, and then any number of scenarios where he's kicked off the tour, there, you know, there's a myriad of things that could happen in terms of fallout. Third scenario is this guy plays and then just gets mercilessly booed every time he walks onto the court. And I truly don't know what is going to happen because every day has brought a new twist to this. Um, but it's not hard to imagine any combination of those scenarios being what in, in fact transpires. This kind of hits on a bit of a raw nerve with, you know, the ideas of who gets to do what in a pandemic. Djokovic is been against the vaccine mandates as well. Um, so I guess from all you've seen, how are how are people, how are fans and, and public in general, really, how are people reacting to, to this? So I think there are a faction of people who are going to support Novak Djokovic. Many of them are Serbian nationalists, and a lot of them are right-wing politicians who have seen this as an opportunity to sort of bang on about freedom. And I think there's a lot of people who are like, this guy, absolutely not, especially knowing the political conversation in Australia should never have even chanced it, should never have sent a picture of himself announcing that he got a vaccine exemption on the tarmac on the way to Australia. Because people have been saying, and it's hard to fault them for this, that that picture of him sort of defiantly saying he'd got a medical exemption, he was able to skirt the rules in a place where the rules have been very strictly followed, was essentially a provocation. And this was something he brought on himself. It's hard not to see that as a bit of a slap in the face. And whether or not this guy is actually ultimately allowed to play this event, there's a big part of me that wants to see him play it. He'll probably win it. He's much better than pretty much everybody else. But the amount of vitriol he's going to be exposed to is going to turn the tennis tournament, at least on the men's side, into a complete circus. And I can't candidly decide as a viewer if that's good or not. I kind of hope either he'll win the most slams ever and then shut up and go away, or frankly, that the tour would just kick him off for not continually following the rules and making a sort of huge diversion out of what should be a, a fantastic time of the year where the, the tennis is what we need to talk about and focus on. If this whole fiasco is a, is a tennis game, who's, who's winning here? I don't know. I don't think anyone is women. You know who, you know who looks really good here is Rafael Nadal. Like, maybe Nadal is winning. Nadal has won the tournament uh, more than anyone else besides Novak Djokovic. He's come out in support of vaccines. The Australians love him. And he was also the one to say, whether they let him in or not, everyone knows the rule is you have to be vaccinated to play, no? So, you know, hard not to say advantage, Rafa. <laughs> Great. Caitlin, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. You're very welcome. That's it for today. I'm Manico Raman-Wilms. Michal Stein produced this episode. Our producers are Madeline White and Cheryl Sutherland. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovic is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.